Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now we're halfway through our Eating Irish Week here in Lunchtime Live and uh, I'm trying to eat Irish foods all week. Um, We're only on day three, yes I know, but I'm surprised by how little of the food that I do actually eat in Ireland is grown and produced here, all of the ingredients. Um, So I've been asking you to get in touch with your recommendations, particularly for things like treats, sauces and dressings, all Irish ingredients. And there's been loads of suggestions coming in on Twitter and by email. So I want to try and mention as many as I possibly can um, the St. Tola Goat Cheese suggested I should check out Neighbourhood Food is a great place to buy all local Irish. Galmare Fresh Foods also has been mentioned by many for treats, the homespun foods, the Merry Mill for oats. How did you not think of the Donegal Rapeseed for oil, Andrea? The Burren um, for uh, vinegars too. How did you not think of that for balsamic? Some of the other suggestions uh, coming in, I'm going to post them up on Twitter because I haven't got time to mention the entire list so you can check that out at Lunchtime Live NT or on my own Twitter account at Andrea Gilligan and because I have a bit of a sweet tooth and I've been asking for treat recommendations Cleves Irish Confectionery sent in a hamper of a load of chocolates and toffees and everything made um, from obviously the cocoa but naturally as well they've used um, a huge amount of the Irish dairy based ingredients too and we put a photograph of that up online Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com keep your recommendations coming into us but in a really exciting turn of events During our research for the Eating Irish Week, we discovered an Irish wine that is produced here on the island. And of course, the growing grapes, you know, it would be fairly tricky if we were to start that. But there's always a way around it. There's a winemaker in Wicklow making wines from berries, all sorts of berries, everything you can think of. They're called the Wicklow Way Wines. And... um, just last week, we visited their winery to hear how they make their wine called Monier. And of course, naturally, I couldn't leave without sampling it. We're here at Wicklow Way Wines in uh, Newtown, Mount Kennedy. And I'm here with co-founder of Wicklow Way Wines, Brett Stevenson. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How did the idea for this come about? We lived in the Bay Area in California, so San Francisco area. And our friends, every time we went to their house, they made beer, they made wine. They were kind of hippy-dippy, yeah, kind of hippy-dippy mode, you know. I think they had raspberry wine. We just loved it. We thought it was fab. So we started making wine. And then we tried making wine from everything. You know, mm. um, I've made wine from all the berries, bananas, peaches, plums, wine. pears, um, kelp, coffee. I've tried everything. And we just decided that we were going to do berry wines only using Irish berries. But I just, I just kept making it. And then the next thing we knew, it was like an obstacle course in the house. So we were like, <laughs> we have to move this. Yeah. You know? You're obviously producing here on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got tourist tours. We've just, you know, we're, we're going to sample the um, the wine tasting and the cheese a little later. But was, was this always the vision? Like, was this kind of where, you know, once you started the mass production scale, is this where you saw it? Uh, it was very organic. Um, first of all, we didn't even know if we had a business on our hands. So we weren't in any big hurry, so we kind of did it at our pace. And then it was probably about two years in before we actually started doing tours. Pamela will say, let's do it, and I'm a real, like, I'm not a no guy. Mm. And Pamela's your other, wife, your yeah. wife and, co- and co-founder yeah. as well, yeah. So um, I'm not a no guy. She would say I probably am, but I, I say <laughs> no until I have I think it through. Yeah. And I was very nervous at first. Um, I'm not a nervous person. I'm not a nervous speaker. But when people came in, I, I didn't know what they wanted to hear. Like, I, I didn't want to bore people with the technical side of winemaking, but people actually like that yeah so I lead them through the whole process and 
um, it's just grown and you know people are really starting to just come back um, and the word of mouth is spreading yeah. so. so what's different I suppose for people who haven't been here at Wicklowe Wines is that you know we're maybe used to seeing the kind of the vineyards in you know in France and, and various different parts of the world um, we're here in an industrial estate but the process is obviously quite different because you're not working with grapes so tell us about the products and, and what you're using in fact, the pro the process is exactly like doing grapes. We're just not using grapes. So um, I macerate the fruit for about four or five days. So I'm pressing right now in the production room. Uh, the fruit went in the vats last Wednesday, and they've sat there until today. And now I'm doing the pressing, and I spend the night here. So I, I got here at about half eight this morning, and I'll be here till about four or five p.m. tomorrow. Why? I have to attenuate the presses all night. I have a lot to do in the morning to get the fruit. It takes hours to get the fruit out of the tanks into the presses. And then once I get the fruit into the presses, I then have to start the presses. I have to be here because um, they're driven by water internally. There's a bladder inside of these presses and the bladder expands with water every time I turn up this knob on the side. If I'm not here to do that, then the bladder doesn't expand. Okay. So every, I, I basically don't sleep. I, I stay in the office here. Um, I, I watch Netflix. Uh, every hour I have to go in and turn the knob up, dump the juice, come back in here and go every hour and do it again. Mind the berries. Mind the berries. Yeah. I, I always, on the tours, I always say it's like feeding the baby. <laughs> you know? Basically, when like we buy a bottle of wine and we take it home and what we, we open up and what we drink, we'll say tonight or over the weekend, you have literally, from start to finish, from once the berries arrived, you've actually processed all of this basically yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It takes about a year-ish, you know, so from the strawberry, a little less. Blackberry and raspberry take a, a little longer. Okay. Uh, they require a bit more time for depth of color. Strawberry, not necessarily. So you're producing and you're tasting here in Wicklow. Um, are you in shops? Are you in restaurants? Where can people try Wicklow Wine? Chapter One was the first restaurant. Avoca was probably one of our first vendors. Uh, Wheelahan's was uh, Latouche Wines. They were kind of our first and then it's just expanded from there. So, but then we ended up because of Chapter One, Adair Manor, Ashford Castle. So right. all the big boys yeah. came on. And it's a great coup though for a first it uh, is. opening for for Chapter One. But also, that's what set it up though, because then the, all the guys in in those fine places kind of said, "Wait, this is actually a sophisticated wine. It's not some homemade, highly alcoholic, super sweet, gross yeah. sort of stuff that everyone's tasted." Some of it that. opened doors. Yeah. Um, the name. Monera's Meadows in Irish. Um, so many people, even in spite of the fact that everyone grew up here speaking Irish uh, in schools, people come in and they think it's French, yeah. you know, it's like Monet or something like that. Um, we wanted something pronounceable um, and we wanted something to have bearing uh, from, you know, where it all came yeah. from, really, you know. And, and just in terms of actually getting the berries, are they sourced locally? All locally. Um, Pat Clark predominantly up in Stamullen in County Meath. We get some in Carlo. I forage the elderberries. All the other fruits can come from Pat. And then if I can't get them from him, I have other farmers sort of that I, I go yeah. to. But, but in, in, in the era of sustainability, um, like I presume that that's obviously something that you have as, a, as an attractive offering with the product. Uh, it's huge for us. Um, we don't have even uh, bins here. Like everything gets composted or recycled. All of our fruit waste goes back into our garden. The filters that I use in the filtration machine, they get consumed by the mushrooms as well. So there's a whole slew okay. of things that just go, you know, they go in circles. Yeah. So it's really nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go and sample the wine and uh, yeah, see what it's all about. Right on. 
So this is the strawberry. This is 11% alcohol. There's about 150 strawberries in a the bottle. There are no grapes. There's no water. I just press 500 kilos of fruit and whatever comes out gets turned into wine. All right. Now it takes me two 500 kilo pressings to make one vat of wine. I don't do bottling session. It takes a year to make the wine. Okay. Okay. So you'll see that this looks more like almost like a sherry in a glass. Um, it's not what quite you'd expect from maybe strawberry if you looked at it. Mm. Right. It's it nearly looks like somewhat similar to a whiskey. It does. A little bit. Now, when you smell it, your first reaction will be jar of jam. Yeah, right? 100%. And so, and when you think of strawberries, you think strawberries are going to be sweet, right? But um, it's actually an off-dry wine, so it's got a hint of sweetness. It's not, it's not a dessert wine. Okay. It's more of a food wine. So I would suggest taste the wine, try the cheese, taste the wine again, and then you'll end up with a completely different sort of experience. It's more like a white wine, just fruitier. Yeah, nice. it is. It's yeah. it's actually very fruity. Yeah. So what would this, like, how is it, would you describe as something similar to like a Chardonnay or a Sauvignon or what? It's kind of like, unlike anything, um, salmon, chicken, pesto, salads. If okay. you get Thai or Indian, like for takeaway, milder cheeses, goats, cheddar, etc. Don't go for the blues, don't go for the gorgonzolas. So things. what am I going to try with this? Which of the... Try the, the cheddar looking cheese there, yeah. It's totally different sampling experience with cheese. Yes. Um, the, the caveat with, with berry wines is that you have to call them by the name of the berry you're using. Wine officially, according to the EU, just like champagne would be from the champagne yeah, region, region, you have to call wine, if it's not made from grapes, by the name of the berry. So what, what, did you, what do we call this one again? Strawberry wine. This is strawberry wine. Blackberry and then raspberry. Now, the only difference between, well, this is fully strawberry. This is fully raspberry. The middle one is the only one where I blend berries. And I'm making that downstairs, so you see that when we go downstairs. It's about 90% blackberries, mm-hmm. and then I forage elderberries, and then I use black currants from Wexford. So it's all Irish fruit, but the 10% kind of gives it a bit more complexity and aroma and flavor and color and things like that. Yeah. The things that I like. That sort of um, jam description that you gave it at the start, it like it fades. Can I take a little bit you, of water? Water is for you. I'm trying you to be very professional here, you know? Can, or you can drink it, or you can dump it in the spittoon whenever you're done, whatever you want. <laughs> This one drinks more like, um, say, a Malbec in body. So it's, okay. got a light, it's a lighter bodied wine, but you, like I was saying, you'll get a lot more acidity back here because it's very fruity. Okay. It's like a red. It's like a grape bread, but no grapes. Okay. I'm not trying to make grape wines. I'm trying to make berry wines. Right. Now, this is lighter in color. Sometimes, depending on the, the blend that I create, it ends up being richer in color. It okay. Be a lot darker than that. I'm not typically a red wine drinker, mm. so I'm interested to. It's got a bit of oak. Um, but it's it's very fruity again. The acidity from the blue cheese will knock it'll knock that 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 out. Yeah. You do get a t- taste of oak off it. Yeah. 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 But it's I keep it low so that you can get the berry aromas. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Steak, venison, yeah. Christmas time. That's yeah. our go-to wine for everybody with the raspberry because they want it for turkey and goose and duck and game. And all okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I don't drink red wine, but it, like, I, I can drink it. <laughs> this is a worrying find, actually, right? And they're both, those two are 11%. So they're a little bit lower, which yeah. is nice as well. So if you want to go out for the night and have three or four glasses of wine instead of two, you know, you can kind of do yeah, that without yeah. being on your ear. Now, the raspberry has a beautiful ruby color. So this wine, when it's made, strawberry wine is made, it's bone dry, mm-hmm. right? During filtration, it now has about 17 grams per liter, not per bottle, but 17 grams per liter of, of residual sugar in there. Blackberry is about 25 grams. This is 55 grams, this raspberry wine. So it's almost four times sweeter than the raspberry yeah. or the strawberry, but it has to be. 
Um, otherwise, you would drink it and it's, it would be like sucking on a lemon. Raspberries are very tart. So you kind of have to have, create a balancing act. So it's okay. great. It's a real red, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Now it's super intense. So when you taste this, you'll, it's not the kind of thing you're going to go knocking back. You're going to taste it. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's definitely sweeter. It's, all, yeah, it's can... definitely sweeter. But the clarity is really nice on all three wines. I do five grades of filtration, uh, four before um, I go to bottle and one at, at bottling time. So um, when you look at the wine, it looks really beautiful on the glass. There's not, there's nothing left at the bottom. You don't. You, sometimes you pour a bottle of wine and you get all that sort of residue at the mm. bottom, the tartrates and things like that. It's not very nice in my opinion. So I like to have a nice clear wine. Yeah. The way it looks in a glass. Yeah. Do you recommend then the chocolate with the raspberry? Yes. Chocolate and raspberry are a real perfect combination. Mm. You know? So if you think about it with like tasting menus, if they have tasting menus, they might do strawberry wine with salmon starter, blackberry wine with the fillet steak, raspberry wine with a chocolate dessert or some, maybe some kind of duck dish or something like that. This is great. This is a lovely, uh, lovely afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like a glass of that uh, with a cheese board, but then mm. once I'm, it's, it's quite so intense for me, um, I tend to do what we did for the Royals. I, I would add about a Prosecco or champagne to it and kind of sparkle it up in light. Okay, lovely. Because it's a lot easier to drink and it's a lot more pleasant. You can have uh, a garden party, have five or six people over, get a bottle or two of that, get two or three bottles of Prosecco and blend them together and make a nice refreshing drink. A nice blend. Yeah. Lovely. I, w I wonder if I, like, if I didn't know in advance of you, you know, obviously you, you mentioned that they were made from, from, you know, um, strawberries and raspberries rather than, rather than grapes. It's, you know, if, if I was blind tasting, yeah, it's very similar. It is. Um, and the, the, the issue we had initially was that most of the grape aficionados, you know, they spent their whole lives honing their taste buds to grape wines. When these came in, they were a bit, mm, it was a bit of an issue. You know? Yeah. Um, not everyone, just some. Uh, and now over, over time, we've been at this since 2015 uh, in here. But we've been making wine since about 1991, so this is a long game. And we have Glendalectin and Whiskey next door, and we have Wickle Wolf there, so we have a yeah. nice little alcohol hub here, you know? Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it's not exactly how you imagine the, um, the vineyards of no. <laughs> no. Bordeaux, but the winery of Wicklow yeah. <laughs> when, you, yeah. when you pull in here today. Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's just, it's really nice to get to sample something that's actually, you know, made and produced here in Ireland and literally just down the road from us. That's the trick when people come in here is, is the first thing that I usually sort of mention is, is like, you know, you drive up and you're like, you're in an industrial estate, right? So it's like, okay, where's the vineyard? That's is that mainly what it is, a kind of a tourist hub? Is it, is it a lot of tours that you're doing in wine tastings like this? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do potentially three tours per day. And do you have, you obviously then people can, can purchase and they can buy through the website and can you buy? You can buy by cases of six. We're working on getting a retail license, so hopefully in very short order within the next month we should be able to sell by the bottle on the tour but we're only allowed to sell by cases of six which is a bit of a bummer if you think about we might do six or seven thousand bottles a year mm. and even if we took full retail by the time you take off all of the costs and the rent and the rates and the da da da, da there's nothing left in it you know so the, the tours keep us alive and if we just were selling wine there's not a hope in hell yeah. we'll be able to stay open yeah so.
Yeah, right, right there from, of course, Wicklow Way Wines. It's a fascinating um, experience and tour if you do get an opportunity and you fancy getting your hands on some uh, Irish homemade vino. It'll work nicely with the uh, Tesco lamb chops that I see sitting out there on the desk this afternoon. And um, I'm going to put that list of all the artisan Irish producers that have got in touch with us because it's nice to be able to support a lot of them. I'm going to put that up on our Twitter page. Uh, you can get it on my own and at Lunchtime Live NT. The artisan coffee as well there from the Coffee Lane House Roasters in Waterford. Uh, thanks a million to you guys as well. That's all we've time for. Sean will be here next. We'll be back at Lunchtime Live midday tomorrow. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.